0: Because like I said, Pastor Josh, our youth pastor, student pastor, is speaking. And I just want you to know, Generations Church, we are blessed with Pastor Josh and Marissa Corr. Can you give it up for them? Man, they are incredible. And I can just say as a testimony of my own life, man... A youth pastor and youth pastor's wife in the life of a student is so important. And I know that these youth pastors, they love our students. They work hard. And I'm thankful to have a teammate in Pastor Josh because even though he's, his focus is youth, he was out there with the kids running baseball this week out in the terrible humidity. And I just want you to know, buddy, I'm thankful for you, excited to hear what God has on your heart. So you guys give it up for Pastor Josh as he comes. Well, good morning. You guys feeling good? Man, I hope you're ready to to get this word as I was excited to uh, to bring it today. So, hey, I wanna give honor where honor is due. Can we give our fearless leaders, uh, pastors Brian and Becky, they are in Greece, relaxing, recuperating, refreshing, but here in Tallahassee, can we just shake Tallahassee real quick, can we give our fearless leaders a round of applause? Man, it is an honor to work for such an amazing, an amazing powerhouse couple of God. And uh, man, if you're excited for the word, say Amen. Amen. Hey, man, you guys are ready. Jeez, that was loud. I feel like someone who's been training for the Olympics. Uh, I think that started today or yesterday because man, I've got such a such a passion, such a word for you today. I feel like I'm just I'm gonna explode if I don't get this off my heart. Uh, I want to frame uh, today's message. With the words, the living water tour, the revival at the pool. The living water tour, the revival <clears throat> at the pool. I'm convinced that if Jesus was in kids' ministry, if John was in kids' ministry, his favorite prop would be water. Look at this. John chapter 1 talks about Jesus' water baptism. John chapter 2 is the miracle of turning water into wine. John chapter 3, Nicodemus is asking all these crazy questions that only Jesus can answer. And he said, how can I be born again? He said, you got to be born by water and the spirit. John chapter 4 is the story of the awesome uh, healing at the the woman at the well. And man, there's just so much water going on. John chapter 5 is the healing of the lame man at the pool of water. So if you have your bibles if you have your devices i know some of them are glowing some of your bibles are glowing this morning Uh, john chapter 5 i'm going to start in verse 2. shout i'm there if you're ready that wasn't a shout all right i'm there verse 2. now there is in jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool which in aramaic is called bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here is a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who who, who had been there had been invalid, an invalid, for 38 years. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in that condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Verse 7, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred while i'm trying to get in someone else goes down ahead of me verse 8 then jesus and this is where i want to land this plane today this i've gave you the appetizer this is the entree then jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk and at once the man was healed let's pray together god i pray lord that you would just do what only you can do God, have your way in this place. God, thank you, Father, for the healing that comes by the power and the authority of your name. God, change us, transform us, give us hope, give us a future, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. So using verses 8 and 9, I want to kind of set the stage for this message. I want to preach to you for just a little bit on the differences between religion and and relationship religion and relationship John chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 Jesus said to him get up take up your bed and walk this guy had been like that for 38 years get up take up your bed and walk look at this next part can we show that verse again and at once The man was healed. He was healed. God didn't put his healing on layaway. He didn't say, hey, you'd have to take some medicine. He didn't say, hey, you'd have to go get some counseling. And if you have notes, take notes today. I encourage you, man. God's going to bless you. He didn't say just in a little while or if you just wait a moment. Maybe next year, maybe next Christmas, he said, at once, the man was healed. How many of y'all still believe that God still heals in a moment? That cancer can just evaporate. The, The divorce papers can just be ripped up. Your financial crisis can be made whole. That prodigal son can come home in a moment, at once. The man was healed. And then he took up his bed and he walked. Did you catch that? Get up, take up your bed, and walk. At once the man is healed. And then he took up his bed and he walked. Let me say it again. Get up, take up your bed, and walk. At once he was healed and then he walked. Did you notice how his healing came before his walking. When Jesus speaks something over your life, you don't have to go plant a church. You don't have to do more things for the kingdom. It says that he was healed, and then he began to walk. I'm skipping to the center of this verse because it says, at once the man was healed. At once the man was healed. If you believe it, say amen. So Drew Brees was asked the question about kneeling for the flag last year during the pandemic. This was his response. I will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. I envision my grandfathers risking their lives, protecting their country, and trying to make the world a better place. Is everything all right in our country right now? No, we still have a long way to go. But I think, but I think what you do by standing there showing respect for the flag... With your hand over your heart, it shows unity. That very night that he said that, it didn't sit well with so many people. And the number one hashtag on Twitter was, can you guess it? Drew Brees is canceled. It was clear that Drew had to come up with an apology. If he gets his act together, if he he issues an apology, if he cleans himself up, then we'll review his file, then we'll extend a hand of grace, then we'll determine whether he's fit to be forgiven. John chapter 8 verses verse John chapter 5 verses 8. He said, "Get up, take up your mat and walk." And at once the man was healed. He didn't have to issue an apology. He didn't have to do anything for God's kingdom. God said, "You are healed just by where you are right now." Number 1, religion says do, but God says done. Man, can we give God a hand clap of praise? Religion says do, but God says, done. I love this. Culture wants us to prove it. God wants us to receive it. Jesus is baptism. More water. Jesus is at the baptism. And they have this holy trinity, divine family reunion. And the, the father, son, and the spirit is there. And it says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus hasn't healed anybody yet. Jesus says, or God says, this is my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased. Jesus hasn't built the kingdom yet. He hasn't done anything yet. Yet God is proud of him. He loves him. Why? Because culture says do, but God says done. This is my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased. You are healed. And then he walked. I want to tell you a story about a debt that we had to pay. Uh, last year, so I'm gonna throw my wife under the rug this morning. I I told you I would, but I, I'll dress it up really nice. Maybe it was my fault. So our car had our tags were expired have you ever driven around with expired tags it is the scariest thing in the world and especially if a car or if a cop car gets behind you what do you do oh i think i'll just put my blinker on and turn into this man's driveway i'm not kidding i've done it you know you've done it too i told marissa i said babe i'm sorry i haven't come around i need to get those tags renewed, and I think it had been out for like a month or two, and I know, judge me later, okay? Write me on Facebook. All right, so look, so my wife is driving to work. I hadn't got out of bed yet. She's the real worker in our house, by the way. I'm still in bed. I get this call. Marissa's supposed to be at work. She's not supposed to be calling me. I get a call from my wife. I'm like, she misses me already. Okay, here we go. So I grab my phone. Hey, babe, how you doing? Good to see you. She's like, babe. I was on the way to work, because that's how Marissa's cries. She's like, I was on my way to work, and, and I, I, a cop got behind me, and I'm just like, slow down. Sorry I'm making you sound like a clown. And, and I'm just like, I'm like, what happened? She's like, there was a cop behind me, and, and then I sped up to try to get away from him. And I'm like, you committed a crime trying to get do away from a crime? That's not how you do it. <laughs> she said, the cop pulled me over. Gave me a ticket. I said, oh. <laughs> It's only seven in the morning, Lord, but you're good, right? So we paid the penalty, move on with life. We're like, okay, so I went and got the tags done, showed them proof and all this stuff. She paid the penalty. It was great. A couple of weeks later, they sent me a bill. Then they send Marissa an eviction notice and expiring her license, her license, suspending her license saying that if you don't pay this debt, you are suspended, you are done, you can't drive. I said, babe, how are we going to get groceries? How are we going to do this? Because you know Marissa does everything in our house. I don't do nothing but preach. And I'm just like, what are we going to do? She's like, babe, don't worry. It's already been paid. It's already been finished. And can I tell you what? Before you do anything in your life, Jesus has finished it. He has finished it. Has paid it. He has paid the ransom for our sins. He says, "You are healed." Before you do anything, he's hanging on the cross, and he says to tell us, "Die," which means it is finished. There's no doing anymore. God did it all. Let's go deeper, real quick. First Corinthians 11 says, "For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, someone say cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes." Paul had to have had this in his mind in Exodus 32, 20. Because in Exodus 32, 20, talking about Moses after he comes down from the mountain and he breaks the tablets and all this stuff, it says, And he, Moses, took the calf the people had made, the idol, and burned it in the fire. Some of y'all have never heard this story. Then they grounded it up to powder, scattered it in the water and made the Israelites drink it. Did you know that's in your Bible? Exodus 32, 20. The Israelites were made to drink a bitter cup. Someone say cup. That day. Yet Moses, who's the mediator between God and man, he didn't have to drink that cup that day. He said, guys, I was on the mountain in the face of God, as you can see, but you guys, man, y'all heathens. Y'all drink that nasty stuff. Numbers talks about a bitter cup cup that an alleged woman would have to drink follow me to prove either her innocence or her guilt this is in your bible too it was required that they take a jar a clay jar and take some of the dust of the temple floor can you imagine how vile how nasty this would have been and they poured it into a a, a jar and the girl had to drink it The bitter cup would contain the penalty and sin and unfaithfulness. Now, if she didn't get sick, they were like, okay, you're telling telling the lie, dude. She didn't really do that. But if she got sick, that's what they left it up to. Can I just say that there was one in our stead, his name is Jesus, who took our bitter cup, man, of our sin, of our penalty, of our unfaithfulness, and he drank it up just for us. Come on, how many of y'all are thankful that he drank my cup, that it is done, it is finished? He did it just for us. He's the mediator between God and man. Remember Moses, he got to get out of jail free card. He didn't have to drink the cup, but Jesus said, give me that cup. They're worth it. I'm drinking it just for you. He drank the cup of bitterness so I could drink the cup of blessing. He came out bloody so I could come out beautiful. His hands were scarred so my heart could be secure his hand have y'all seen the meme that says my hands look like this so her hands could look like that the bible says that i have engraved you on the palms of my hands pastor wit my hands look like this so your hands could look like that why because he drank the cup of bitterness to give us the blessing he trained the cup of bitterness so i could trade in my rags for riches he promised me that if i'll release it he'll replace it Satan might have started it, but God's gonna finish it. Amen? He drank the cup of bitterness, so goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. In his spoken word, why I love Jesus and hate religion, Jefferson Bethke said this The problem with religion is that it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modifications like a laundry list of chores. Let's dress up on the outside, make things look nice and neat. But it's funny. That's what they used to do with mommies while the corpse rotted underneath. Religion says do, but God says done. Culture says prove it. God says receive it. Religion says you're a slave. God says you're a son. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Oh, thank you, God. Religion says do, God says done. I'm only getting warmed up. John chapter 5. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. Remember, at once he's healed and the man walked and he took up his bed and he walked. Let's go back to that first part. Take up your bed and walk. In the blink of an eye, or maybe less than, a man who had spent 38 years of his life being picked up and put down took his first steps now an invalid I looked it up I was like what's the difference between lame, invalid or paralyzed it's all bad but maybe the man hadn't been that that way since birth maybe this is an injury that's what an invalid was kind of saying at least according to Wikipedia but who can trust that Um, so He'll never, he'll never have to order Uber Eats again. He'll never take delivery ever, ever again. He would like to walk everywhere he goes. However, I can imagine he dealt with his share of chatter, doubts, fears, laying by a pool. This man is laying by the pool. His healing's not far away. Did you notice how there's no verse 4 in this chapter? Look it up on your Bibles. There's no verse 4 in this chapter. The earliest manuscripts, according to the NIV and ESV, if you're a King James person, good, you know, good job. Verse 4 is in there for you. But for the rest of us, it's not there. And they say that there was this legend that an angel would come down and stir the waters, and you had to get in there. and It only happened once a year, and maybe it happened during Passover. But he wasn't able to get to it. So just to, all that's going on in the backdrop. But you can imagine he's laying there. Maybe not at that pool. Maybe try tried another pool. Maybe that didn't work out. He starts to hear chatter. We can kind of relate to this, right? Why are you still waiting? Nothing's going to happen. Why are you still trying? Save your energy. Why are you still looking? He's not going to be here. Why are you still believing? You're always going to be that way. How many of y'all? I've, I've heard doubts before just like that. He dealt with some, let's just call it chatter. How many of y'all really, really love kids? Like, kids are your thing. Like, if you have kids, you better raise your hand because they're a blessing from God. Like, I love my sweet, squishy, little ham that she is. Everly Skycore, oh my gosh, she is the apple of my eye. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for my daughter. Gosh, man, being a parent is so much fun, at least for right now. It's a lot of fun. So we we're at the doctor's office. This is before Everly was born, and I feel like we were still getting acclimated, and you know, just here in Tallahassee, and you know, probably lived here a year, but um, we were at the doctor's office, and The doctor says, "Uh, Marissa, um, we we need to talk. And I'm just like, so I scoot over. I'm just like, I'm a part of this too. I know she's a smart one, but I just want to hear, right? He said, Marissa, you've got a gene mutation of cystic fibrosis. And I'm afraid that your daughter may have CF. What is that? <laughs> so I'm like Googling CF. I didn't know what it was. And he said, Dad, I need you to get tested to be sure. Now, mom, you don't really have it. It's just like a genetic mutation. It could spare off. And I don't know how it all works. Look it up. But but I had to go get tested. So I go get tested. Everything was great. And uh went to quest diagnostics, took the test, it was great. And I was just like, God, in the name of Jesus, your blood covers my blood. And there ain't gonna be a drop of CF in that blood. Come on. And and that happened, and we go on with our with our day and now the co-op I love I love when the insurance company takes out a little bit gives me a little bit of help well we got the bill <laughs> that wasn't the case I was like God you're gonna have to come through for the CF stuff and now you're gonna have to make me pay for it right so I'm sitting there I'm just praying I'm like God uh, what, what are we gonna do well that bill comes in, and I'm like, okay, this is not right. Marissa, can you call the place? Can you just call them? Like, something is wrong. They said, uh, "Miss core I hate to inform you, but Joshua's birthday is wrong on his identification card, so you're going to have to call the insurance company. Don't call us. You're going to have to go to Quest Diagnostics, and I'm just like, slow down. So I take my papers. I go to this sweet little lady at Quest Diagnostics, and I'm just like, you have no idea what I've been through, and I'm sorry you're about to be on the receiving end of this. No, I was really sweet to her. And I said, I said, ma'am, here's my papers. Here's my birthday. <laughs> you guys got it wrong. Now fix it. No, I'm just kidding. And she was so sweet. And I said, I've been back around, up and down, and it's hot in Tallahassee. I'm just tired of getting out of my truck. And she says, sir, I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with this. I'm like, I know. You guys should give me a gift card or something. She's like, no, we don't do that. I'm like, okay. So she's like, but you can call this number. You can call <laughs> You gotta be kidding me, old lady. I'm like, please get it together. I said, I'm gonna call him right here in front of you. She said, do it. And I said, Bet. So I grabbed the phone. I grabbed the phone, and I call her. This, this, this nice lady has the phone. Yes. This is Brenda. I don't know if her name was Brenda. This is Brenda. And I was like, hey, Brenda. <laughs> I've been back around and up and down, and it's hot in Tallahassee. And I've been in a church, and I've been to work, and I've been over here, and I took off, and I had to do this stuff. And then my wife, she's all frazzled, and she's pregnant. And I'm just like, oh my God, my air conditioning's so low in my house. I got a pregnant woman out of my house. I'm going crazy. Please help me! She's like, sir, you've called the right person. I said, why is that? She said, because I got the power and the authority to do whatever I want. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah, I'm the manager. I said, but I want to talk to your manager. She said, no, I am her. I said, Brenda, you are my favorite person today. She said, everything that you've been going through, it is done. It is finished. It is paid. And can I tell you what? There is no higher authority than Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate authority. There's no other person that I have to go through. He is the King of kings, Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author and perfecter of our faith, and if you believe it, say amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. No higher authority. Get up. Take up your mat. Walk. I wish I had that type of power. Matthew 28, 18 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So when Jesus looks at this man, He says, get up. Take up your mat and walk. He bypassed all the doubts, all the diagnosis, all the fears, all the haters, all the naysayers. When you are the source, when you are the king of kings, you speak and things just happen. That man's sickness immediately left his body. He had authority over his brokenness. Back then they believed if you were sick, a lot of the times it was like a demonic stronghold. And I think there's still stuff like that going around. I don't know what it was, but it was a stronghold for sure. But it wasn't nothing for the power of God. Amen? His weakness, his fears, his doubts, everything had come to this point. Jesus says, Get up, take up your mat, walk. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Number two, religion says get out, but God says get up. Isaiah 40, 31. But those, I gotta move fast. But those who's hoping the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar, they will get up, they will mount up. On wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. I want to tell you three quick stories. The story of the eagle and the crow. The only bird that dares to peck an eagle is the crow. The crow sits on the eagle's back and bites its neck. The eagle does not respond nor fight with the crow. It does not spend time or energy on the crow. Instead, He just opens his wings and begins to rise higher and higher into the heavens. The higher the flight, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. And eventually the crow falls off due to a lack of oxygen. Can I tell you what? It's time to get up. Because the greater the revelation, the greater the elevation. Your enemies can't survive at the spiritual altitude that God called you to fly at. God said if you're going to fight new devils, you're going to have to do it on new levels. If you believe it, say amen. The story of the eagle and the snake. Eagle does not fight with the snake on the ground. It picks it up from the sky and changes the battleground. And then it releases the snake in the sky. The snake has no stamina, no power, no balance in the air. It is useless. It is weak. It is vulnerable. Unlike on the ground where it's powerful, it's crafty, it's wise, it's deadly. When you get up. You're no longer fighting in your strength. You're fighting in God's strength. It's no more, I'm just on the defense all the time. Pastor, you would not believe what's happening to me. You ever seen that meme when it's like Batman slapping Rodham? He's like, pull yourself together. Get up. You're on the offense now. You're walking in God's power, not your power. From now on, your battles are fought on heaven's turf. You have home field advantage in Christ. Your body, body, body is a tempi, temple, game speak, of the Holy Spirit. Your battles, of, your, your weapons of this warfare, man, they tear down strongholds, they pull it down. But you gotta get up, gotta take up your mat and walk. This is the story of the eagle and the storm. The eagle is the only bird that loves the storm. The eagle is cray-cray, okay? When the clouds, when clouds come together, the eagle gets excited. The eagle uses its wings of the storm to rise and go higher. Once it finds the wing of the storm, the eagle stops flapping its wings and uses the pressure of the storm to soar and just glide and rest. This gives an eagle an opportunity to rest its wings. In the meantime, All the other birds are left in the leaves and in the branches of trees. When Jesus said, get up, man, when he started to get up, God took what the devil meant for evil and used it for good. The storms that he had been facing weren't going to break him. God's going to use it to build him. Man, when you are an eagle. God didn't just say, mount up like wings like eagles. I think there's an illustration there. There's a picture there that says, my trials and my tests are now my triumphs and my victories. When God says, get up, you've got to get up because you're not only walking in the strength of the Lord, but the power and the authority of God. About 20 pounds ago, can I get an amen, 2019, 2020? I put on the 2020. Let me, get, let me just tell you that. About a mile into my run, look, if you like to run, just get out, okay? This is not fun. It is not good. Josh Grace, I know who you are. Chris Hurt. I'm about a mile into my run. I'm not doing it because I like it. I'm doing it because I want to eat Krispy Kremes and not get fat. So I'm running on Capital Circle, you know, real safe, and I got my headphones in, extra safe, and I'm running, just jogging along, looking good, probably, and uh, I hear this screeching. I'm like, whoa, what is this? And you know, if a runner, you don't stop for nothing. I don't care if it's a baby crossing or a baby goat or a cat. I'm not saving you. I'm not doing anything. Excuse me. You know, get out of the way. It was so loud. I stopped. I just had to stop. I'm like, what in the world? Take my earbuds out. I'm like, what in the world? I turn around. There's this car in the middle of Capitol Circle that came to a screeching halt. It looked like the drag strip out there. It looked like Danny Bennett was out there on his 69 Camaro just racing up and down the road. There was smoke everywhere. And I turn around. I'm just like, what is going on? this is the rapture i missed it what happened the driver's gone i look and this guy gets thrown out of the car (laughs) i'm not kidding you this is not an exaggeration this man got thrown out of the car me and him make eye contact and i'm just like do we just do that? Like what just happened? Like you okay, dude? Like, is this just a normal Tuesday on Capitol Circle? And let me just tell you, if you pray for God to be with you on Capitol Circle at 4 o'clock, he says, I'm out. Okay. Even the Holy Spirit doesn't even survive on Capitol Circle at 5 p.m., okay? He said, I'll come back at 9 p.m. I'm not doing that. This man and I make eye contact. I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> I look at him, I'm just like, should I put my earbuds in? Should I call 911? Like, what should I do? Is this just like a normal Wednesday night for you and your wife? Is this just something to spice it up? I don't know. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And then the car. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing, God. I gotta go back home and rethink my life. Like what is happening? I can't believe you called me to this terrible place. Can I just say sometimes things that you've been riding with like depression and anxiety and fear. Sometimes you say, you are gone. You open up the door. You've got to leave. I've got big, bigger and better and, and brighter things ahead of me in my future. Sometimes you just got to let some things out. You've got to let some things go. God said, if you release it, I'll replace it. Why? Because I'm the king of kings. I look out for you. I died for you. And you were a chosen king and woman and girl in the kingdom of God. And you said, see ya. Gotta go. Where you're going, God says, get up. Where you're going, fear can't go with you. Suicidal thoughts can't go with you. Depression can no longer. I'm I'm serving fear in an eviction notice this morning. Serving fear in an eviction notice. Worry can't be a part of my story. I got to get up. Religion says, get out. But God says, get up. And worship team, if you would come. John 8, John 5, verses 8. Last thing I'm going to say, and then you guys can go to lunch. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. This is going to blow some of your minds. At once the man was healed, he's healed. He took up his bed and he walked. Just like this. He just walked. Now, y'all are waiting on something else. He got up from his bed, picked it up. I know I look like Aladdin up here with a magic carpet, but try to take me seriously. He starts walking. And that's it. That's it. I stared at this verse for hours, Pastor (laughs) Witt. There's no praise there's no thanksgiving there's no God where you go I go where you go I'll follow you I want to follow you all the days of my there's none of that there's no victory lap in the pool at least do a breaststroke or something at least do a butterfly stroke for us I mean you haven't been able to use your legs in 38 years and Jesus said get up take up your bed and walk He's like a child, you know, sometimes you give a child, you know, something to do, and they're just like, well, you didn't say this part, and you didn't say that part. He literally took his mat, picked up, and he walked. Let me ask you a question. What is the greatest gift you've ever gotten? The greatest gift you've ever gotten? I want you to think about that real quick, because I had a hard time thinking about it myself. But, I mean, maybe it was a car, house, college tuition, child, spouse how did you respond? Did you cry? Did you weep? Did you jump up and down? Did you do a jumping jack? Did you run around the house? How did you respond to the greatest gift you've ever gotten? I'm looking at the story. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for his praise. His praise is going to ignite this sermon. I'm telling you what, and we're going to finish off in a praises not it to be awesome. I don't see no praise. And I don't see no thanks. You're wondering how I'm going to pull this together. I bet the greatest gift that that man ever got was in that moment. Restored legs, restored strength, man, proving all the naysayers. You say, oh, yeah, you, you, you used to tell me I would never walk again. Oh, excuse me, onto bigger and better things. Why? Because God loves me, okay? You just sit there and rot. I'm just kidding. But he's just, he's just pulling his mat. I'm expecting a praise. I'm expecting something like that. Yet yeah, he doesn't respond the way that I think that he should respond.
1: <laughs> when the woman at the well,
0: John chapter 4, Jesus met her at the well, she ran away and said, Come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. That's a praise. That makes for a great sermon. When the woman in Luke chapter seven met Jesus, she wept aloud and pulled out a super expensive bottle of Versace or Sauvage or something polo blue and poured it all over Jesus's feet. It was expensive perfume. She poured it out on Jesus's feet and wept because she had met the savior. (laughs) Get up, take your bed. Walk. Okay. He's just walking around. There's no prayer. There's nothing there. Go read it for yourself. That's it. No victory, though. But I'm glad that John didn't leave this part out. Because if you keep reading, it gets worse. He didn't even know Jesus' name. (laughs) What? That's the sermon of itself. To say sometimes that God does something in your life and you didn't even know it was God. You just thought it was because of your good looks and your resources and all those things, but it was Jesus from the beginning. I'm not preaching that sermon. That's for another time. Pastor Brian, give me another chance. He didn't even know Jesus' name. We're doing this religion relationship. The religious leaders come to him and says, as soon as he gets up, I got a swag now. I'm rocking to my step. I'm no longer laying on the ground. I got bed sores. I need to take a shower. He's sitting there walking. The religious leaders, they perk up. They're like robots. They're just like, sir, this is the Sabbath. Why are you walking? He's like, bro, give me a break. I've been, <laughs> I've been laying down for my whole life. Religion versus relationship, right? He didn't even know Jesus' name. He said, I don't know, that guy, he healed me. He almost blames Jesus. (laughs) What not to do when you get healed? (laughs) Blame Jesus when questioned about why did he do something on the Sabbath? I stared at this verse for so long. I I couldn't get past his lack of praise. That's not what we're taught. Couldn't get past it. As much as I thought. And I prayed, I just couldn't paint it in a picture, in a positive light, as as long as I looked at the man. But then the Holy Spirit whispered to me, it dawned on me. This verse isn't there to show you how awful you are, but to show you how awesome jesus is man he healed somebody who wasn't even thankful and didn't even give him a card or a thank you letter or nothing jesus just healed him because that's the savior that we serve he just looks at you and you're healed and he loves to do it because he died for you my hands look like this so your hands can look like this now get up man i start to see how awesome the savior is we are man we're just saved by his grace come on if you're thankful give god a hand clap of praise i'm thankful for his grace it's by grace you've been saved through faith notice how the man's not even healed by faith he's healed on jesus's authority he didn't have no faith man it isn't there to show us how awful we are but to show us how awesome god is number three religion says you've done all these things you've done but God says been done Religion says you've done, but God says been done. God didn't call me because I was qualified. He qualified me because I was called. The devil knows my name, but calls me by my sin. Jesus knows my sin, but calls me by my name. The good news of the gospel isn't just for the hashtag blessed. It's for the hashtag broken. Can I tell you what? The kingdom of God, man, there's not empty seats, just empty graves. And Cousin wrote this hymn. It says, death and the curse were in our cup. I need to hurry. Oh, Christ, was, t'was full of thee, but thou has drained the last dark drop. Remember the cup? Tis empty now for me. That bitter cup, love, drank it up. Now blessings draught for me. How many of y'all Watch the show Pawn Stars. You ever seen that show? You watch it at a hotel. Don't even give me that. You'd be at a hotel and you'd be like, oh, there's nothing else on, honey. I'm just going to turn it to Pawn Stars. I do it. My wife hates it. I actually love it, all right? This lady comes in with a 1932 S quarter. She's an avid coin collector. She's had it for so long, she even forgot that she had it. That year, there were 4 million quarters made. Only 400,000 had the mark with the letter S. She said, and you can kind of picture it, you know, the whole Pawn star scene. Uh, she said, I'd like to get $1,000 for a quarter. That's pretty good. I mean, it's only 4,000 times the amount that it's worth. Mark replied, let me bring in my guy. You know, how he says, yeah, I got a guy. I'll bring in my guy on this. I'll bring in my guy. He's an expert in this stuff. The expert comes in, fancy suit, He looks at him, He says there's extra silver, actually there's extra solder and flux as well around the mint mark. It was, it looks like it was added later. For, he said, he, he said foragers are clever, he's looking at this quarter. You take a 1932 quarter that isn't worth five dollars, you add an S on it, and it really bumps up the value. You could just see this lady's face. I mean, like, she's like, give me $1,000 for it. And he's like, it's a fake. He said, the good news is it's a real 1932 quarter. But it ain't worth $1,000. The bad news is it is a counterfeit. The lady had been holding on to this quarter, get this, 27 years. She thought it was valuable. Holding on to it for 27 years. She had it for so long, she didn't even know that she had it anymore. This next part got me, though. She admitted later, you know how they go outside, and they're like, well, I didn't get what I wanted, but I settled for like 20 bucks and a burger and a shake. And uh, this girl says, you know what? I actually stole it. I took it out of a register. It wasn't even mine to take. Some of us, have been carrying around something for so long, we don't even know that we're carrying it anymore. Some of you have been carrying around something that adds no value to your life. Some of you have been carrying around something that wasn't even yours to carry in the first place. Jesus said, if you're gonna carry something, carry a cross, carry my love, carry my grace. You better give God a hand clap of praise. If you're thankful, carry my grace. And you can stand to your feet all over this sanctuary. God, we're thankful for grace. Wasn't even hers the take in the first place. I wonder what you're holding on to this morning. That if you'd be honest with yourself, is wedging itself between you and experiencing the healing that you need. And that you deserve by God. You're not deserving your flesh, but in your faith. God, you are God's son. You are God's daughter. And with every head bowed in this place, I wonder been following the ways of religion. Do this. Prove that. Try harder. Move. I need you to do something to feel like you need to deserve it. Religion says do, but God says it's done. Religion says get out, but God says get up. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like wings, like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Religion says, you've done all this. But God says, I've done all that. With every head bowed and with every eye closed, if this sermon touched you this morning, I want you to lift your hands straight to heaven. And I want you to just ask God, God, I need you to take this from me. God, your blood is sufficient. Father, your, your word tells me, God, that if I release it, you'll replace it, God. He says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, pray, petition with thanksgiving. God, we see your grace in this story. We see a Savior who paints a pre- pretty picture of love and of grace god we receive that love we receive that grace come on come on give god a hand clap of praise all over this place give god your best hand clap of praise oh lord we worship you we give you praise come on give god praise thank him for all the things that he you didn't even know that he did but he did in your life just because he loves you Thank you, Father. There's nothing that you wouldn't do for me. That bitter cup. Love drank it up. Now it's just blessings for me. God, we love you. God, I pray, Lord, as we go from this place, God, let us go in faith, not in fear. Let us walk in the authority and the anointing of Jesus Christ. You're telling people to get up. Take up your mat and walk. Walk in the anointing. Walk in the authority. Walk in boldness. Walk with a smile on your face. Don't have your head down low. And let your head walk tall like bold as lions. Don't let your hands hang limp. Let your hands held high, God. You've called us to not sit on, mount, on mats, but you've called us to sit on mountains, God. We thank you, Father, for all these things, and you are worthy of the praise. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, give God a hand clap of praise.